everyone. I'm Alex, and I'm the hands behind Lovecraft Crochet, my plush user for the anxious, depressed, autistic, and neurodivergent. Small enough to travel in a purse, backpack, diaper bag, or even your pocket. You can check out my Facebook page or TikTok to see what patterns are available, and stay tuned for the new ones coming out. I also make hats, scarves, blankets, and dice bags for the tabletop gamer or dice goblin in your life. Feel free to order through the page, TikTok, or via email at love.craft.crochet.com. Now, back to the segment. Due to the graphic and disturbing nature of the crimes discussed, listener discretion is advised. Retrostatic Radio presents Killing 15 Minutes. Hello and welcome to Killing 15 Minutes, where we will give you your serial killer fix in 15 minutes or less, or your podcast is free. I'm Sam Rossi, and shortly I'll be handing a poorly written synopsis of a serial killer to my brother, who hasn't read it, on a serial killer he's most likely hasn't heard of. This should be fun. Good luck, bro. I'm tired, Sam. Well, that's too damn bad. Thanks, sissy. You're welcome. Adolfo Costanzo was born close to the end of 1962. To a Cuban immigrant in Miami, Florida. How many times do you say the word Florida in this one? I don't know. His mother was 15. She ended up with three kids with three baby daddies. They would move to San Juan, Puerto Rico after her first husband died. Constanzo was baptized Catholic and served as an altar boy. He would accompany his mother to Haiti to learn voodoo. A slight sidetrack about Haitian voodoo, which is an African diasporic, which is a settler of people. I know that's supposed to say settler. Uh, you spelled it Seattler, which is a scatter of people across regions that are separated from the geographic origin. And that would be diaspora. Diasporic would be. The adjective? Sure. Religion developed in Haiti between 16th and 19th centuries. That would be voodoo there. Not diaspora. He arose through a process of uh, syncretism, assimilation of two or more discrete religious traditions, between... West and Central Africa and Roman Catholicism. You know, a lot of uh, voodoo, a lot of American, you know, even on a Christian level. I know this is going to actually has a lot of like synchronism or yes, where it is, you know, two different belief systems, but they're usually fused in some sort of way. Yes. You know. And, or even, not even just fused, but like, even if it's just taking traditions from, hypothetically, the Germanic people to suddenly have Sinderklaas part of your baby Jesus celebration. Correct. Just an example. Don't ask me, I'm ti- I'm so tired. Constanza's stepfather. 
his name's Jeff, I'm gonna die. <laughs> yeah. Costanzo's stepfather died shortly after Mer moving back to Miami in 1972. As a teen, he became an apprentice to a local sorcerer practicing Palo Miombe, which involves animal sacrifice. Palo is an African diasporic religion that developed in Cuba during the late 19th or early 20th centuries. It arose through the process of it arose through the process of syncretism, syncretism. Syncretism. I'm trying to say it. It arose through the process of syncretism between the traditional Congo religion of Central Africa, Roman Catholicism, and spiritualism or spiritism. Palo Miombe is a branch of Palo similar to Methodist of Christianity. It's a terrible way to frame that. Actually, I don't know. I only know this based off of what you read. I'm a baby. <laughs> His mother remarried husband number three, who was involved in both the new religion and drug dealing. How stoned were you? You spelled dealing D-E-E-L-I-N-G. <laughs> I don't know. I was listening to his the Reader's History of Comics while writing these ones. Oh, cool. Have you, read, have you listened to the uh, Reader's History of the Halloween Comics yet? No, not yet. Oh, you should. It's quite nice. Costanza's and his mother was arrested for shoplifting. No. Costanza and his mother were arrested numerous times for theft, vandalism, and shoplifting. <laughs> Skipped an entire line. He didn't graduate high school. Good for him. That's what I says. I says good for him. As an adult, Costanzo's moved to Mexico City, Mexico. Thank you for uh, making sure we knew that it was the Mexico City in Mexico. It's got to be in Mexico City somewhere in the U.S. Oh, I'm saying there's at least five. Want to hey Siri that? No. Anyways, he, when he moved to Mexico City, Mexico, he met his first followers. Martin Quintana. Sorry, I read that wrong. Martin Quintana, Jorge Mantez, and Omar Orea. Orea? Sounds right. Well, it looks like he spelled Oreo, which is quite possible. It could be their name, you know. No, Omar Oreo. I could see that. However,. You could just be a fat ass. <laughs> Stoned fat ass wanting an Oreo. Yeah, that's not a bad idea. That sounds good. You, you were just complaining about somewhere over in this giant pile of other candies that I bought for 75% off. I'm sorry, I didn't buy. My wife went out and got me because I'm stuck at home. Because I'm lazy. Yes. Is, is your shoulder okay, by the way? So far, so good. Okay, good. I realize I haven't asked you that. So you lazy? <laughs> Get back to Aldolfo uh, there. They began a profitable... <laughs> you know what? I know my handwriting. No, no, no. It says profitable. It's a very nice... You spelled profitable correctly. You. It looks... This is handwriting. Well, sometimes it can turn into chicken scratch. This is... This was not on you. There is no way I could blame this part on you. That was just my mouth breaking. 
They began a profitable business casting spells to bring good luck, which were expensive ritual sacrifices of chickens, goats, snakes, zebras, lion cubs. Wow. Most of his clientele were rich drug dealers and hitmen. And this was what, during the 70s? 80s. 70s, I don't 80s. think you actually say the as an adult he moved because he was uh, born in sixty something, wasn't it? Yeah, sixty two. So about the eighties. About the eighties. Perfect time to actually be catering to drug dealers and rich Mexico. drug dealers, not yeah. just regular. Many enjoyed the violence of Costanza's mystical displays. He also attracted other rich members of Mexican society. Several high-ranking corrupt policemen who would introduce him to the cartels. Oh, are we talking about cartels? We never talk about cartels here. What's your favorite cartel? Mine's the U.S. government. You know what? They, they take number one really well. Yeah, but I fucking hate them. <laughs> Costanza began to believe what he was spewing, and that his magic must come from Palo Mwambe. I am so sorry. I think I've missed, I think I've spelled that, or I've said that like three different ways now. Uh, I need to re-say that. Uh, most come from Palo Mwambe was how the cartels were successful. He would demand to be made full partner of one of the most powerful families he was doing magic for the Calzadas. When his demand was laughed at, because let's be honest, he is a. Then this is going to be. No, that's not what that's easiest. What not? This is basically Miss Cleo. This is this is literally a dude going uh, for the more Western oriented people. <coughs> this would be a. Local pastor going, hey, I prayed for you that one time, and now you're really famous. I should totally be a 50-50 member of your business. Yeah, basically. Well, maybe not one time, because, you know. Probably a lot. Hey, I stabbed that chicken in the neck for you. Give me a cut. (laughs) Anyways, after they left him out of wherever... That's when seven family members disappeared. Their bodies turned up later with missing pieces. Costanza soon made friends with a new cartel, the Hernandez brothers. We'll get back to ta- Costanza soon made friends with a new cartel, the Hernandez brother. Zuh? Did you also miss the S? Yes. Good, because one brother does not make a cartel. I don't know if Mexico into the 1980s. <laughs> we'll get back to them, though. Sam's trying to make a coherent story. It's hard and illegible. <laughs> it's not that it's illegible. It's just... If this wasn't written out, I swear you were botting me. <laughs> You're being a bot. <laughs> Costanza raided graveyards for human bones to put in his Nagana. Naganja? Nagana. His cauldron. Not long after his cult decided that the spirits of the dead would be stronger if they did human sacrifices. 
The resulted killings were more than 20 being mutilated for the Nyagang. For the cauldron. For the cauldron. Now back to our cartel angle. Constanza met Sarah Aldretti. She will be named High Priestess. Will be? Or was named a High Priestess? Was, well, she will be. She hasn't been named yet. You just named her. I just named her. And made her his second in command. Okay. Uh, Sarah Aldretti? Aldretti. Was made the second in command of the cult and in charge of the cult so he could focus on his shipping cannabis over to the U.S. borders. Wow. It's always a weird one to always ship the cannabis, isn't it, Sam? Yeah. In 1988, Constanza moved to Rancho Santa Elena, a house in the middle of the desert. It's here that he carried out more sadistic ritual murders. Sometimes the victims were strangers. Others, it was rival drug dealers. The ranch would have a large stash of coke and weed, as all stash houses did in the 80s. Constanza decided that he needed the power of a brain. Tell Frankenstein. Mary Shelley would have been proud. No, she wouldn't have. <laughs> On March 13, 1989, Constanza's henchmen kidnapped pre-med student Mark Kilroy from a Mexican bar, then took him back to the ranch. Kilroy was an American citizen in Mexico on spring break. Constanza sacrificed Kilroy shortly after being brought to the farm. Well, yes, I assumed that's how the story would end. Well, by that, I mean Kilroy's life, you know. Hey, he was taken from the bar. Why? Did they buy him a pony? Well, there was a stable at the ranch. <laughs> that would what? That would be what makes it a ranch. <laughs> With pressure coming from Texas politicians, Mexican police arrested four of Costanza's followers, two cult members and two of the Hernandez brothers. Police quickly found out about Costanza and his cult sacrifices. Costanza told his followers, who told the cops, that he sought a superior brain for one of his spells. Cops raided the ranch, finding the cauldron, a dead black cat, a human, and other various items inside. Fifteen mutilated bodies, including Kilroy's, were found buried on the ranch. The official story is Kilroy was killed by Costanza with a machete chop to the back of the neck when Kilroy tried to escape after 92 hours on the ranch. Constanza and four of his followers fled to Mexico City. Oh, this gets better. Bro, you're gonna like this. Cool. Thanks, Sam. They were discovered because of an unrelated call in the apartment building. Not knowing he wasn't found, Costanza opened fire using a machine gun. Cops called for backup because they were under fire. He refused to go back to prison, so he gave... Alvaro de Leon, a gun, and ordered him to kill Costanza and Martin Quintana. They were both dead when the cops took the apartment. De Leon, known as El Duby, E.L. Duby or El Duby? El Duby. 
and Sarah Aldretti were arrested. And that's the end of that. Cool. I like I, I like voodoo stuff. I like uh, let me rephrase that. I like how, especially in the eighties, I would say like seventies, eighties, you see a lot of diaspora causing a lot of weirdness to come to the U.S. I mean, obviously, you know, the U.S. has always been weird and yeah, been a great big melting pot, which is not true. Actually, like I hate the melting pot analogy. Now we are a charcuterie board. You know what? That makes a whole lot more sense well, at this point. Especially since you've got so many traditionalists and you've got so many people who don't want to meld into the great gay stew that is America. So you have, you know, will sometimes the pepperoni touch the ham slices? Yeah. Do you have four different types of crackers? Yeah. I like it. Anyways. Honestly, I enjoyed that. Do I really have a lot to say? No, but that's because, you know, you wrote another long one, and I like it, because it gives a real... It know, was interesting to read about. And I think I think definitely later on we should do, like, a real bonus episode on, like, religion and serial killers. Might be something to look into. It'll probably be behind a paywall, because... That's safety. (laughs) That is safety. Anyways, final thoughts? He was interesting, at least. My final thoughts is Miss Cleo could have definitely ended her career better, too. This is true. (laughs) Okay, say goodnight, Sam. Night, Sam. I'm Sam Rossi. And I'm AJ Carey. Later, y'all. I got candy. Killing 15 Minutes is hosted by Arthur Carey, with scripts written and researched by Sam Rossi. If you like this episode or want to stay updated on this series, consider following Killing 15 Minutes on Patreon or Retrostatic Radio on all major social media platforms. Good night and God bless. You're watching Retrostatic Radio.